this uh, Sunday is concerned, we thank God for each and every one of you who've made it. Just want to, if we could, give some um, instructions for those that are here as well as those that are en route. Of course, um, we want to keep be mindful of the fact that uh, we're still in COVID. So we're asking that if you would, keep your mask above your nose. And of course, thank you for following the guidance and the directions of our ushers as far as seating is concerned. Um, we'll be starting service in about a minute, uh, and I'll give further instructions as far as that's concerned, but we also asking if you would keep your mask above your nose as far as our worship experience is concerned. is great and greatly to be praised from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. It may be rainy and wet on the outside, but how many of you all know that every day is a day of thanksgiving and we ought to bless the Lord at all times for his praise shall continually be in our mouth. I want to welcome all of those who are joining us this morning. If you're on Facebook, Vimeo, YouTube, or engaging in our live chat room, on our church website, welcome to St. Paul Online. Our digital ministers and social media influencers are ready to engage you this morning. So real quick, we would love for you to do the following. If you're on Facebook, share on your personal timeline. Tag people that you want to invite within the post. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Text the link of this worship service to your personal network. If you're in the chat room on our church website, Click the invite button on the chat window to share this experience with others. And also, if you would not mind letting us know where you're watching us from, amen. Just put your location as far as where you're watching us from, city and state, and we will give you a major shout out as far as that's concerned. And also, if you are a first time guest as far as online, we would love to I uh, have you to let us know that you are a first-time guest. We take wonderful delight in the mere fact that you're taking time to join us this morning. Uh, Reverend Dr. D'Angelo Diaz is going to come. He's going to lead us in our worship experience. And so if we could, uh, let us go ahead. And those of you who are able, if you would, let's stand. Let's give the Lord the praise he so richly and rightfully deserved. Good morning, St. Paul. When I look back over my life and think things over, I can truly say that I am blessed. I am a testimony. If you know this to be the essence and truth of your life, give God some praise. 
If you know that the God we serve is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, and everything in between, give God some praise. If you know that the God we serve can make it rain, yet can make it shine, give God some praise. If you know that you have done some things and said some things, yet God has still given you grace and mercy, give God some praise. It might be raining outside, but this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice. Let me say that again. It may be raining outside, but we will rejoice and be glad in it. Please join the choir for our opening song.
from Psalms 19, verses 1 through 9. Psalms 19, verses 1 through 9. Blessed are the undefiled in the way, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies, that seek him with the whole heart. They also do no inequity. They walk in his way. Thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. Oh, that I may be directed to keep thy status. Then I shall not be ashamed when I have respected unto all thy commandments. I will praise thee with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned thy righteous judgments. I will keep thy status. Oh, forsake me not utterly. The word of God, the people of God, thanks be to God. Let us go to God in prayer. God, in this sacred place, at this sacred time, with your sacred people, God, have your way. Have your way, Lord, this morning, God. Work in a mighty way this morning, God. God, there are those among us, God, that are searching for answers this morning, God. Those among us, God, this morning, looking for healing and looking for compassion. God, have your way doing this worship service this morning, God. Whatever fears, concerns, anxieties that we are processing this morning, God, move them to the side so that we can focus on proclaiming your name, your will, your way, and your glory. God, as Dr. Scott prepares to deliver the word, God, crowned him from the head down to his feet. God, anoint his words from on high, God. God, deliver a word that will convince the unconvinced to be convinced, God. God, deliver a word that will remind us that you look, you sit high and you look low. God, deliver a word that will remind us that you can do anything but fail. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Blessed Holy Spirit, all those that believe, say amen.
pray. If we know that the mercy of the Lord endures forever, we ought to let God know that we appreciate all God has done and all God is doing. Amen. Amen. Good morning, disciples of St. Paul. And good morning to those who are joining us online. We greet you with Jesus' joy on this HBCU Sunday. And we don't take for granted how the Lord has allowed for us to be here uh, once again. And even though it is raining and dreary on the outside, that should not prevent or inhibit our praise and worship virtually as well as physically. Amen. Amen. Before I give my observations, um, um, Deacon Ted Pearson, who is our scoutmaster here at the St. Paul Church, has a presentation. Um, I need a favor. I need a mic uh, down here. And then I also need a mic over here um, as far as the day is concerned. We're going to do a roll call in, of HBCUs in just a moment. And uh, I'm going to have to govern how this is done. So um, if I could get a mic for Brother Pearson. Oh, I got two mics right here. All right. Thank you, sir. Good morning, St. Paul. You think it's still raining inside? Maybe they don't know there's an eagle flying above the clouds up there. You think? I didn't mean to do that, Pastor. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Come on up, brother. I'm still scorching from that loss. <laughs> Come on up, Tristan. Today is Scout Sunday. I'm going to ask uh, if Darius is in the booth. If you will uh, put that picture on the uh, screen, if he's up there already. Uh, just so you know, if you don't know, <clears throat> there's a lot of myths about scouting. There's a lot of confusion about scouting. But scouting is one of those organizations that teaches our boys, all boys, all youth, skills and give them a skill set. If you can cook it in the kitchen, that's what I tell most adults. If you can cook it in the kitchen, we can cook it in the woods. And we can probably make it taste better than what it, you get at home. And that is not a joke. That is not a threat. But if you don't believe it, come try it and see. St. Paul, scouting started in St. Paul. We always talk about black history moments. St. Paul's is 86 years strong. Amen. Scouting started back in 1937 by a gentleman by the name of Agger. A.B. Banks. And most people call him A.B. And we didn't know his first, I didn't know his first name was A.D.G.E.R. But in the book, it came out. Mecklenburg County has a yearbook. And in this yearbook is the history of also St. Paul. He started in 1937 and started not just one, but five, four other troops. At 84, he was still involved in scouting and going strong. For those of you who don't know, if your children or son is trying to go to the military, law enforcement, civil service organizations, if they reach the eagle, eagles are pulled from the bottom of an application process to the top. This ain't something I heard. It's something we know. We have 
eight eagles here, two of them have experienced that. We are still making history even through Edgar. This year, one of our Eagles, who is now an attorney for a professional sports team here in Mecklenburg County, has now come back. Reginald Woods is now the Cub Master for our Cub Scouts. So that's another first and another set of history. But I won't prolong the moment, and I'm going to move on. Tristan, one of our Life Scouts, he's on the right path for his Eagle. It's holding here a plaque, and we're going to present that to the church, along with the book, the yearbook, to the church, so that you know the history of our eagles. Our first eagle was in 1947, and today we are en route to have three more on the path of eagle to make their eagle. Right. So we're going to present this plaque, Dr. Scott. We'll present this plaque to you, to the church, and we'll bring it back to you. There's a correction because when we first started, we had 1947 put on the plaque, but it actually was 1937. So we're going to get that correction made right there by A.B. Neal, by A.B. Banks, and get that uh, corrected to, to get, and, and present it back. We thank you for the opportunity. Most of our parents, we thank you for allowing your sons to come to St. Paul and allow us engage them in a skill set that they can learn life skills, history, and a relationship. Eagle Scouts is like Masonic and like other fraternities and organizations. You make Eagle and have that coin, you can go anywhere in the country without a dime and travel on that coin alone. And you'll be surprised at people and the doors that open. The bell tower you see out there, we were struggling to decide how we were going to pay for that. It paid for itself because the organization then John Hyatt worked for it. The two owners were Eagle Scouts, and he told them, whatever they need, put it on that bill, and we'll take care of that. That also flowed over to the roof that you have on the roof of St. Paul as well, because John Hyatt had something to do with that. We thank you for this opportunity. We thank you. Scouts are meeting tomorrow at 7 o'clock. We'll be glad for you to bring your sons over. I'm not being biased and not forgetting about girls. We have Girl Scouts and Brownies here, so we have two troops for young ladies, so bring them out as well. We thank you, thank you for this opportunity, Pastor. Amen, you can just set it down on the, on the podium. Amen, thank you so much. Come on, let's give our Boy Scouts another round of applause. Amen, and of course, we're certainly delighted about um, the encouragement that we're able to give to them as well as those who have gone through scouting, coming back and pouring back into our current Boy Scouts, Cub Scouts, as well as Girl Scouts and Brownies. Um, as we move forward, as far as our worship experience is concerned, I want to share uh, some observations with you all. And then I want to do what I would call a HBCU roll call. And I'll let you know how we're going to flow with that. So today, of course, is HBCU Sunday. Next Sunday is Divine Nine and Black Organization, uh, Black Community Organization Sunday, where we represent our various organizations. Then finally, fourth Sunday is African Attire Sunday. Uh, and we're asking that you will come adorn in your finest African attire. We also want to mention that on um, Wednesday, February the 22nd, uh, Kaya will return at 6.30, and the topic will be living single. And so 
links will be uh, given as far as that is concerned. On next Saturday at 7.30, the Hot Chocolate Run will be taking place in our neighborhood around the church, causing road closures and impacting access to the church from about 7.30 to about noon, 1 o'clock. And if you need to come to the church on this Saturday, we ask that you will plan your commute accordingly. We ask that you will plan your commute accordingly. Uh, I have also been asked to mention that our music ministry is seeking new voices for our children ensemble, young adult ensemble, male chorus, hymn choir, and mass choir. And if you're interested, uh, contact the office, and they will forward you to the proper people to uh, get you to audition. On today, on today, we're giving back to the motherland, and we have what we call the Liberia Giving Circle. And the Liberia Giving Circle, we're raising um, goods as far as uh, the Lock Carey Mission School in the city of Brewerville, Liberia, West Africa. We're coordinating a month-long campaign to help us reach a goal of 10 barrels of supplies and $5,000 to cover shipping costs for those barrels and supplies. The school was hit by COVID and uh, they're in need of these supplies to keep the school doors open. And this month, we've broken those, that list down in three categories. And so we want to thank you who participated in Super Bowl Saturday yesterday. And we're asking that you will continue to bring designated items with you on Sunday or during the next scheduled drive-by, which is on Saturday the 25th, February 25th from 11 to 1 p.m. And also on the first Saturday of March, March the 4th, we're going to need volunteers to help pack those barrels so that we can uh, ship them. Partnership churches will also be participating as well. So please make sure that you limit the time that you bring supplies to the church to Sundays or drop off on Saturdays. You can also make donations through uh, ACS or Givelify. Just select missions and write Liberia in the notes. Uh, and you can also, if you want to, drop off during normal business hours here at the church. I also want to mention that we're going to be having a children and youth Bible Bowl sponsored by our children and youth ministry uh, uh, being led by uh, Minister Joshua Jordan. Of course, they have children and youth church going on right now. The first Bible Bowl is going to be Friday, Friday, February the uh, 24th from 7 to 9 p.m. Um, that doesn't sound right. Okay, yeah, Friday, uh, yeah, Friday, February 24th from 7 to 9 p.m. in the Ray of Hope. A Bible Bowl is a trivia game night full of fun, competition, and prizes. And the theme is the life of Jesus. See Minister Joshua Jordan or a member of the impact team after worship for study packets for our kids and bring them out on Friday, February 24th, to test their knowledge of Jesus and allow for them to have fun. The other thing I want to share with you is Lenten season is coming up, and there will be discussion groups that will begin on February 21st. Each week, the groups will study the Gospel of Luke, and you're more than welcome to join a group that fits you and experience a season of spiritual growth as we discuss the spiritual disciplines of fasting, prayer, and sacrificial giving. To join the link, I mean to join the class, simply use the link that you will receive 
through email or use the link on our Facebook post. And if you have any questions, contact Reverend Brenda Richardson here at the church. And the last thing that I want to share with you all is, of course, next month is going to be our March Gladness Revival. And it's going to be taking place Monday, March the 20th through Wednesday, March the 22nd. Uh, we will have a meal from 5 to 6.30 p.m. And the doors for the sanctuary will be open at 6.30. We have some great guest preachers that will be joining us for March Gladness. Uh, Reverend Dr. Reginald Sharp, Senior Pastor of the Fellowship Missionary Baptist Church in Chicago, Illinois. Reverend Shalita Fomby, who is the co-pastor of the New Life Church in Laurel, Maryland. And Reverend Dr. Freddie Douglas Haynes III, the Senior Pastor of Friendship West Baptist Church in Dallas, Texas. Services will start at 7 o'clock each night. We invite you to come, bring others. You want to hear these dynamic proclaimers of the word of God. Bless us in an amazing and incredible way. Amen, 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 amen. Well, we want to do what I would call a call out as far as uh, HBCU uh, Sunday is concerned. And so this is what I want you to do. And I want you to hear me and hear me well. Hear me Hear me and hear me well. There will be mics to my right, your left, and a mic to my left, your right, over here. Now, I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask that if you want to give a shout out to your school or to, to the uh, school that you're representing, um, I want you to come to the mics now. Now, hear me well. If you're in line, and you hear your school called out, go back and take your seat. All right. Amen. Amen. If, if you hear your school called out and, and you're in line because you want to do a shout out, go back to your seat. Because if you don't, I'm going to look at you kind of ensconced. All right. So that's all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking. So for those that want to do shout outs, I'm going to ask that you would come to these mics. And we'll alternate from side to side. So go ahead and move right now if you want to give a shout out. If you want to give a shout out, come on, come on, come on. Come on, come on, come on. If you want to give a shout out, come on. Come on, come on, come on. If you want to give a shout out, come on. Amen. All right. Come on, come on, come on, come on. All right. Again, if you hear your school being called and you're in line, just turn around. Do what? Go back and have a seat and just cheer. All right. Okay. All right. And you can kind of, you can pull down your mask um, uh, to give that, that, that shout out. All right. Okay. And, you know, uh, and please don't make it too long because we got Super Bowl night. <laughs> Amen. Amen. All, all right. All right. All right. All right. Okay. Let's make this do what it do. We'll start with you. Get, get, your, get the mic. Get the mic. Get the mic. It's, it's on. Wait. Is it? Is the green light on? Well, push it up. Is the green light on? Go ahead. All right. Go ahead. We'll start. Good morning. I'm giving a shout out to Morgan State University in Baltimore, Maryland. All right. All right. All right. 
I want to give a shout out to the Virginia State University. All right. And if you want to have the people to stand up if they're in the house. All right, go ahead. My name is Juanita Degree, and I'm visiting here with uh, James and Onita Jerry. And I want to give a shout out to Oakwood University in Huntsville, Alabama. All right. I want to give a shout out to the oldest historically black college and university, Cheney University in Pennsylvania. All right. Good morning, family. I'm giving a shout out to Morehouse College in Atlanta, Georgia. All right. A shout out to the only HBCU in the 336 area code that matters, the Winston-Salem State University. Trey Fall, thank you. <laughs> you got everybody standing up. All right, go ahead. With all the Golden Bulls of Justice C. Smith, please stand. I would like to give a shout out to JC. JC. I thought that was I thought that was alpha attire. I didn't know it was just. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Giving a shout out to Alabama A and M University in the great state of Alabama, the Bulldog. All right. 1875. All right. Good morning. I want to give a shout out to Mississippi Valley State. All right, that's where my mom went. Yeah. My mom played AKA there, one of the first lines there. All right. Go ahead. Illustrious North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University, please stand. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Can I get an ad deep price? Ad deep price. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good morning, St. Paul. I want to give a shout out for another Mississippi HBCU from the historic Tougaloo College. Tougaloo? Tougaloo? I know it. I know the ten. All right. Good morning, St. Paul. Robert Lewis. Give a shout out to Grandin State University in Grandin, Louisiana. All right. Swag. That's right. Good morning, St. Paul. We want to give a shout out to the birthplace of HBCU football, the Livingstone College. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Livingstone. All right. Greetings, St. Paul. I bring you greetings from the highest of seven hills in Tallahassee, Florida, Florida A&M University. All right, all right. Good morning, St. Paul. I bring you greetings from Hampton University, our home by the sea, with the young Hampton love here for you. All right. Oh, Lord. The National HBCU Champions. All right. All right. All right. Did we miss anybody? All right. Now, listen, mine is on full display. All right. Uh, what are you doing, man? It's on. Representing the rising star in Northeast North Carolina from way back in 1891, <laughs> Elizabeth City State University. <laughs> uh, 
All right. All right. All right. Come on, let's give all of our HBCUs a round of applause. And uh, we, we, thank, we thank God for you. And uh, I'm, I'm still dealing with my friends from North Carolina Central who continue to harass me about them beating Jackson State in Atlanta a couple of months ago. But, you know, um, I take the L as I take it. All right. So as, as we move forward, as far as our worship experience is concerned, uh, thank you all. Next week, we're going to have our... Um, uh, Divine Nine, as well as black organization, community organizations, and we'll do shout outs as far as that's concerned. As we prepare to move forward uh, in prayer, uh, there are several prayer concerns that I want to that I want to share with you all this morning. Um, Deacon Ted Pearson shared with me um, this morning about the family of Brother Glenn. Calvin again, Brother Calvin Glenn transitioned um, over the weekend, and we want to lift up Sister Valerie Glenn in prayer as she is making preparation uh, for his homegoing celebration. We want to also lift up the family of De Quincy Howard, the cousin of disciple Joanne Scott. Um, we want to lift up the family of Mary Funches. The aunt of disciple Annette Parker. Uh, those services are pending. And with the name like Funches, we, I think we might be kin um, as far as that's concerned. The family of Jerome Chapman, the brother of disciple Belinda McLaughlin. We want to lift that family up in prayer as well. Um, we ask that you all will keep Sister Deborah Dalton uh, in your prayers as uh, her mother transitioned on this past Wednesday in Pine Bluff, Arkansas. And those services, the wake will be next Friday uh, at Brown's Funeral Home in Pine Bluff, and the homegoing celebration will be next Saturday at Trinity Episcopal Church with the uh, Delta's Omega Omega service at 2, the homegoing service at 3, and there will be a repast at Four, And so keep her lifted up in prayer. If you have uh, want to express uh, love and compassion for Sister Dalton, you can send cards uh, to the church here at the church, 1401 Allen Street, uh, 28205. We will make sure uh, she has her own mailbox and we'll make sure that she will get your expression of sympathy as far as that is concerned. But we want to flank um, she and her, uh, we want to flank her and her sister uh, Ramona in prayers. We also want to lift up the family of disciple Joseph Forbes, the husband of Gloria Forbes. His services were yesterday at the New Shallow Missionary Baptist Church in Shallow, North Carolina. The family of Sister Shirley White. Uh, we want to lift them up and the family of James Marshall Torrance. Uh, as far as our sick and shut-in list, we continue to lift up Saritha Bird, uh, Deacon Sylvia Audrey, who had a procedure this past week. We continue to lift up Sister Lula McCullough, uh, Deborah McCullough, um, Joe Weathers, and of course our pastor emeritus, Dr. Paul 
Jarman and his wife, uh, Thomasina Jarman, want to flank them with our prayers. I'm going to ask at this time that uh, Dr. Dia will come and take us to the throne of grace. Let us go to God in prayer. God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God of our ancestors. God, we come to you this morning saying thank you, God. Thank you, God, for the countless blessings that you continue to pour on us, God. Blessings we've even yet to acknowledge, God, and for that we say thank you. God, for this sacred space, God, that brings us together, we say thank you. God, for the love, the joy, the laughter that we share together as a community, God, we say thank you. God, for your righteousness, we say thank you. God, for black excellence, we say thank you. Yes. God, for black girl magic, we say thank you. God, for black boy joy, we say thank you. God, for our, the divinity of our melon, God, we say thank you. God, for our tenacity and our righteousness, God, we say thank you. God, for being a God of gods, we say thank you. God, we know that you can do anything but fail, and for that, God, we say thank you. God, for the rain, for the sunshine, for our joy, God, we say thank you. God, for the labor of our ancestors, God, we say thank you. God, for the fact that nothing but the water separates us, God, we say thank you. God, for being a righteous God, we say thank you. God, for every pastor that has served this congregation, past and present, God, we say thank you. God, for the parking lot attendants, the ushers, this choir this morning, God, we say thank you. God, for every ministry, God, we say thank you. God, for the labor of the scouts, God, we say thank you. God, be with us this morning, God. God, you've heard the names this morning, God. Those that are in need, God, those that are grieving this morning, God. Be with them in a mighty way, God. Wrap your loving arms around them, God. Move in a mighty way in their lives, God. Let them know, God, that you are a God of healing. Let them know that they can reconcile with you at any point in this journey, God. God, when we leave this sacred space, help us to have a profound understanding of who we are and whose we are. God, help us to have a profound understanding of what we have been designed to do God, let us leave this place with a better understanding of a work-life balance, God. Help us leave this place, God, that knowing that we can't fail this thing called life when we go through it together. Help us understand, God, that we stand on the shoulders of giants, God. And for that, God, we say thank you. God, in the righteous name of the conquering line of Judah, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we consider this prayer already answered. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Blessed Holy Spirit, everyone that truly believes says, Amen. Amen. If you believe that God is answering your prayer, can you give God praise at this time? Thank you, Dr. D'Angelo Dia, for a powerful and prescient prayer uh, as we move forward in this worship experience. Well, beloved, it is time to give. Amen. Let's give God praise for the wonderful capacity to give and for those that are joining us online uh, through our Zoom congregation on telephone as well as those that are in the house. There are several ways you can give here at St. Paul Church. First way is by uh, mailing check or money order to the church at 1401 Allen Street, Charlotte 28205. Or you could drop off check, cash, or money order at the church. Uh, but call the church office first to make sure someone is here to receive it. 
and place it in the safe at 704-334-5309. You can also give through um, our website, ACS and Church Life. You can give through an app called Givelify. You can also, if you have a physical offering in just a moment, you can give in this place. And so however you're giving, if you have, if you're able, we want you to place your offering in your right hand. If you have already given, just raise your right hand and let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, we come and we thank you for this wonderful opportunity to give, to partner with you in the work of ministry. And we pray right now, God, that by the power and presence of your Holy Spirit, that you will be in our midst as we give unto you. Bless those that are practicing the discipline of giving tithes and offerings. Bless those, oh God, that are giving something, may not be the tithe or an offering, but we pray that you will help them to grow in their discipline. And then God, for those who aren't giving anything, we pray that you will convince and convict them they can't beat you giving, no matter how hard they try, and we are most like you when we give. Lord, take these gifts, multiply them in a Godful way so that your word, your work, your witness, and your worship can go through the tribe known as the St. Paul Church. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. For those that are on the outer edges, if you would look down on beside you, ought to be a basket. If you would, take that basket, pass it down, and you can give at this moment. Brother Jerry, if you could.
You know we serve a mighty God. A mighty God deserves a mighty praise. I think we could do better than that. I said a mighty God deserves a mighty praise. Let me try that one more time for the folks in the back. I said a mighty God deserves a mighty praise. Hallelujah. Listen, after after the morning worship service, is Daniel here? Brother Daniel, Brother Daniel, all of you all that got HBCU shirts on or went to a HBCU, we're going to take a picture. All right. So, um, Brother Daniel, you, you know, you have to figure out where you can get the best picture. You may have to go to the balcony. But you'll line us up. I, uh, one of our newer disciples going through CEO. Um, since Deb ain't here, I got him kind of filling in to take pictures. So y'all come on down after service. Keep your mask on. And then when we take the picture, you can lower your mask and hold your breath for about five seconds. All right. All right. Y'all, I'm serious about this COVID thing. I ain't playing. All right. <clears throat> Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 15. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 15. Um, you'll find these words printed. Starting at verse 15, thank you to our young adult praise team for how they blessed us. Can we give God praise for them and their gift? Deuteronomy reads like this. See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil, in that I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways and to keep his commandments, his statutes, and his judgments that you may live and multiply. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land which you go to possess. But if your heart turns away so that you do not hear and are drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, I announce to you today that you shall surely perish. 
You shall not prolong your days in the land which you cross over the Jordan to go in and possess. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. And you may love the Lord your God, that you may obey his voice, that you may cling to him, for he is your life and the length of your days, and that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham and Sarah, to Isaac and Rebekah, to Jacob, Leah, and Rachel. I added that in uh, to give them. Yeah, I, I took a hermeneutical license with that. Amen. I want to preach for this moment, choose life. Choose life. Um. <clears throat> One of the greatest things about life is the power of choice. In fact, your life, my life, is ultimately about the choices we make, ranging from what we wear to where we go, to whom we deal with, to how we flow. Every choice, every decision you make, makes you. Our choices become the determinative factor for our future and gives shape to whom we become tomorrow. From what we eat to how we care for our bodies. From what we learn and gain in knowledge to how we use wisdom and discernment. From what we invest to how we spend to whether or not we will have a nest egg for retirement. From whom we connect to and even marry to whether we stay in a bad relationship or leave. Every single, every solitary choice we make good, bad, or ugly, gives shape and formation to our destiny and lays the foundation for our future. We are the sum total of the choices we have made thus far. And when we examine our lives, as we reflect upon our circumstances, both what we could and could not control both what we have and do not have, whether we are happy or sad with where we are right now, we must understand we had a choice in the matter. One of the things we must understand about choices is that when we look over our lives and take inventory of what has happened, we can view, evaluate, and even justify how we got to where we are, good, bad, or indifferent. In other words, if we're going to be honest, many of us love to take credit for the things that are going well in our lives. You know the self-talk we engaged in. I am where I am because I pulled myself up by my bootstraps. I went to the right school. I saved my money. I made the right investments. I, I avoided bad habits. I didn't smoke. I didn't drink. I didn't sleep around. I earned that degree. I married a good person. 
However, we're quick to blame others for the wrongs and the injustices in our lives. The bad things that do not match our expectations. You know the self-talk we engage in. They didn't hire me for the job. They didn't let me in the school of my choice. They're just racist. They're just sexist. They didn't accept me into the club. Uh, I didn't get in because of my gender. They kept me out because of my race. These are the bad things that do not match our wishes, desires, or expectations. However, hear me and hear me well, St. Paul, if we're not careful, we will allow for the negative things of our lives to cause us to make decisions that will hamper the blessings that God has for us. Our lives should not be based on what was done to us. Rather, our lives should be based on how we respond to what has happened to us. What were the choices we made that put us in the position that we're in at this current moment? So if you're not happy with your life, personally or professionally, uh, if you're not happy with your life psychologically or spiritually, guess what? Look in the mirror. The culprit is not your upbringing or your socioeconomic status. The culprit is not bad luck or lack of opportunities or other people holding you back. The culprit ain't even the devil. The culprit is you. It is the choices you have made which have caused you to be where you are right now. Now, I see the bubble popping up over your head. And I see somebody saying, oh, Reb, you don't know what was done to me. You don't know how I was violated when I was young. You don't know the hell I went through when I was young. You, you don't know how other folks took advantage of me. Uh, I dare you to say that the mess that has happened in my life is my fault. And you're right. I don't know. But here's a major word for someone under the sound of my voice right now. Your life, my life, our life is not based on what was done to us. Your life, my life, our life is based on how we respond to what was done. I'm going somewhere with this. As a matter of fact, this may be a shout for somebody right now. Your biography is not your destiny. There are people who have been to hell and back, who have dealt with some significant challenges, who have gone through injustices socially, spiritually, physically, economically, mentally, racially, emotionally, and somehow... They have broken through the barriers, and God has allowed for them to do some great things. They have found a way to use what life has thrown their way to move them forward, take them higher, and go on to greater things. And it was not their conditions, but rather the choices that determine the quality of their lives. Too many people we admire made some critical choices along the way, which created the trajectory to which we admire them. Nelson Mandela, Oprah 
Winfrey, Rosa Parks, and Martin Luther King Jr. are a few that come to my mind who went against the odds and forged a path of life transformation for them and they became blessings for others who followed them. For example, Oprah Winfrey could have chosen to allow molestation in her childhood keep her down, but instead she overcame that horrific incident and is now a mover and a shaker in media. Nelson Mandela could have chosen to allow 27 years of unjust incarceration make him bitter, but instead he had this royal dignity that prompted others across the world to fight for his release, and he became the president of South Africa. Rosa Parks could have stood up and moved to the back of the bus when the racist bus driver told her, get up, gal, but instead she made the choice to remain seated and set off the Montgomery bus boycott, which became a catalyst for the civil rights era. Martin Luther King Jr., whether you know it or not, did not want to be a pastor. He wanted to be a professor and eventually become a college president at Morehouse. And he could have done that. But instead, he entered the pastoral ministry, which put him on the path to become the face of the civil rights movement. Let me press my claim even further. Too many are under the illusion that things just happen. What comes, what may. However, each and every one of us, from the choir stand to the pulpit to the back door, have the capacity to choose how we will live and how we will flow in our existential reality. We have the ability to change and charter a life whereby others can see God in our lives, feel the power of the Holy Spirit, and know we have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We can make a choice, choose to engage in a life which glorifies God. It is a life of costly grace rather than cheap grace. German theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who became a martyr, said we have gathered like eagles around the carcass of cheap grace and there we have drunk of the poison which has killed a life of following Jesus. End of quote. Why am I pressing this notion? I am pressing this notion because too many of us like to hang out at the table of cheap grace. We want God to save us from our sins. But we don't want God to tell us how to live. We, we, we don't want God to tell us how to treat our neighbor how to handle our bodies, how to spend our money, how to manage our time. We want salvation without discipleship. We want a relationship with God, but we don't want to obey God. But I'm here to let you know that faith without obedience ain't real. Salvation without discipleship is not the faith of the New Testament. Justification without sanctification has damaged the church. Because what we have done is we have told folks, all you gotta do is say a prayer, give the Lord your life, and everything is good, 
but not make any further expectations or requirements to help that person grow the way that Jesus will have for them to grow. When you have justification without sanctification, all right, too big of a word, when God makes you right, but you don't want to live right, it damages the church. It hinders real discipleship because what it produces is consumers of churchianity rather than followers of Christianity. And when it comes down to choosing God wholeheartedly, we would rather for the Lord to save me from my sins, but God, please don't tell me how to live. And the Lord is saying, I ain't gonna be your savior without being your Lord, but if I'm gonna be your Lord, I'm sure enough gonna save you. You and I got choices. And here's what I want you to understand if you don't get anything else right now. While we get to make our choices, we don't get to choose the consequences. This is what Moses is sharing with the children of Israel in Deuteronomy chapter 30 as he is giving his final sermon, his final discourse to Israel before they get ready to go into the promised land. He's given them a challenge between two starkly different alternatives. They have the capacity to make a choice between life and death, good and evil, prosperity and destruction. It is as clear as night and day. No ambiguity, no in-between. The nature of the choice is clearly defined. And Moses is saying obedience to the law will give you life. Disobedience will lead to death. Eventually, it is a choice between the true and living God or the false and powerless God. Moses is not teaching or preaching about how Israel was made right or justified by obeying the law. He is helping them to understand that as you do what the Lord tells you to do, you are in active fellowship with God. And if you do what the Lord tells you to do, you can enjoy the fruits of being right with God. How many of us have missed blessings and opportunities and promises and provisions and even the power of God in this life because we have a Burger King mentality. Have it your way. We want a relationship with God on our terms. We want God to come to our turf. We have an Invictus mentality where we want to be the master of our faith and the captain of our soul rather than allow for God to be the Lord and Savior of our life. And yet Moses urges the children of Israel, make the right choice. He is asking them, drop the gauntlet, draw the line in the sand, declare your loyalty and your allegiance. And St. Paul and those that are watching me online right now, listening to me on the telephone, we're called to do the same thing in today's culture. There is no such thing as being in between when it comes to your relationship with Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. You and I got to make a choice whether we're going to stand and be on the Lord's side or we're going to flow with the culture. And I know 
In today's time, I know in this era, I know that at this moment, it's not good to say that Jesus Christ is the only way to God's Father. I know that some of y'all think that all religions are the same. I know some of y'all think that you can do whatever you want to and syncretize religion and mix and match and put a little Hindu here and a little Buddhism there and a little Rastafarian here and mix it with some Christianity and engage in syncretism. But Jesus said, I don't need anything added to me to substantiate the essence of who I am with God. So what happens when we choose a life that is connected to the true and living God. Well, I want to let you know, and I ain't going to be long getting ready to wrap up. First of all, obedience is a necessity. I know, yeah, this ain't no shouting sermon. Obedience is, is now, now I, I realize that it is February 12th, 2023. Obedience is a cuss word for a lot of y'all. But in verses 15 and 16, Moses calls upon Israel to make the choice between life and death, good and evil. And I contend that God wants us to enjoy all the wonderful, beautiful, magnificent things that life has to offer. However, St. Paul, and I know I'm going to lose some of you all, it requires obedience on our part to have the life that God desires for us. And I know that in 2023, obedience is for a lot of folks in the church and the culture, it's a dirty word. Cause some folks will not obey anybody. Some folks won't obey their parents, teachers, authority figures, and certainly a God that they cannot see. The reason why we have some of the issues that we have with our children in school is because they don't obey their parents at home. And then y'all want to go up to the school and cuss the teachers and the principals out when you know you're bad. If they act a fool at home, what you don't think they're going to do when they go to school? And the reason they behave the way they do at school is because they're not disciplined at home because you don't make them obey. And here's the problem. I know I'm out there. I'm going to get in trouble. You're trying to be your child's friend rather than their parent. <laughs> Obedience to God is required if you want the good things in life. Obedience to God is required for the nation if they want to be blessed beyond their wildest imagination. We're told in this text in verses 15 and 16, do what? Love God. And the way we love God is three ways. Through our worship, through our praise, and through our obedience. It makes no sense for you to come to St. Paul Church at 1401 Allen Street, lift up holy hands and give God your praise, then you don't do what the Lord tells you to do. It makes no sense for you to fall up in here, come crying and snotting at the altar in worship and contrition, and you leave this place and you ain't going to do what the Lord tells you to do. 
However, let me also say, it makes no sense for you to obey the Lord if you ain't going to worship and give him praise. Worship without love is compulsion. Love without obedience is defiance. But when you put love and obedience together, God will give you power to deal with situations, circumstances, people, places, and things you thought you never could handle. As you and I walk in the ways of God, walk in the word of God, walk in the will of God, I'm here to let you know God will give you power and strength and capacity to handle some stuff you thought you could not handle. The psalmist says in Psalm 1, blessed is the man or woman who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of the path the sinners nor sit in the seat of the scoffer but his delight her delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law does he or she meditate day or night can I help you to understand that when you stay on the word of God you meditate on the word of God you do the word of God God got some blessings for you that will blow your mind as you walk in God's ways God walks with you as you talk in God's ways God talks with you as you honor God God honors you as you glorify God God lifts you. When you obey God there's a presence that God has promised to provide. Psalm 23 says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil. Why well, ain't gonna be scared of evil? Cause the Lord is with me. He promises to walk with me and to talk with me. Is there anybody in here that know that when you trust the Lord and you obey the Lord, God will blow your mind. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word, where the glory he sheds on our way and while we do his good will he abides with us still and with all who trust and obey trust and obey for there's no other way if you want to be happy in Jesus all you got to do is trust and obey and reason maybe the reason that some of us are sad and pitiful and pathetic in our walk with God in our discipleship with Jesus is because we don't obey but I'm here to let you know that when you do what the Lord tells you to do oh I'm getting happy up here preaching this thing to myself when you do what the Lord tells you to do I guarantee that God will give you the strength and the sustenance to make it through some things. I'm not telling you when you obey God you won't have any trouble. I'm not telling you when you obey God sickness may not come. I'm not telling you when you obey God you may not have to deal with suffering but I believe I got about 19 of y'all out May 20 that will testify when you do what the Lord tells you to do want to give you strength want to give you power want to give you a word want to send friends your way want to handle your enemies want to subdue everything that comes against you is there anybody that know that the Lord will give you strength when you stand and do what the Lord tells you to do all you got to do is do what his word says however the text also helps us to understand that while obedience is a necessity, disobedience creates distance from God. Verse 17 and 18. Disobedience creates distance from God. And the reason that some of us are far away from God right now is because we're living life according to our scheme. Moses warns Israel in verse 17 and 18 that if you turn away from Yahweh, you're going to become disobedient. 
And Moses personally knew what disobedience can cost. Because in the previous book of Numbers, Moses had been dealing with a complaining, cantankerous Israel, murmuring, complaining as usual about not having any Fiji water. They were tripping on Yahweh and they were clowning on Moses because they did not have any Fiji water to drink. God tells Moses, Moses, there's a rock. I want you to speak to the rock. Moses was so hot as fish grease with the children of Israel, he didn't speak to the rock, but he struck the rock twice. God, watch this, told Moses, Moses, I didn't tell you to hit the rock. I told you to speak to the rock. Because if you spoke to the rock, my glory would have been seen. But because you hit the rock, you were taking credit yourself. And because you hit the rock, you shall not see the land of promise. How many of us have missed out on the very things that God wanted to drop on us because we did it our way rather than God's way? So Moses, Moses was telling them, listen, just, just do whatever, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Uh, do it because he knows what's best. Do it because he made the way. Do it because he knows your future in your here and now. Moses tells them, you got to obey God because it's going to keep you from worshiping false gods. And we got to do the same thing today. We got to do the same thing today because in this here United States of America, somebody is promoting a Jesus that ain't biblical. <clears throat> somebody, somebody is promoting an Americanized Jesus that is not the Jesus of Scripture. Somebody is promoting a Jesus that is pushing guns and bullets. Rather than the Jesus that says, love your enemy and pray for folks who despitefully use you. So somebody is pushing a Jesus that will forge you toward capitalism rather than providing for those that are poor and disenfranchised. So somebody is pushing a false worship that has nothing to do with the God of the universe, but it's about you using God to fit your selfish and self-aggrandizing ways. But when you know how to distinguish between real worship and false worship, it separates the wheat from the chaff. Real worship is when you seek God. False worship is when you seek a human being. Real worship is when you focus on Jesus. False worship is when you're looking at somebody else. Real worship is when you enter his gates with thanksgiving. False worship is when you enter his gates complaining. Real worship is when you're sincere. False worship is when you're fake and phony. Real worship is when you bring something the gill. False worship is when you're always looking to take. Real worship is when you know that God is the joy and the strength of your life. False worship is when you think you are that and a bag of chips. Real worship is when you don't mind bringing an offering. False worship is when you're always complaining about the offering. 
Real worship is when you don't have any problem giving God glory, honor, and praise. False worship is when you get mad when the preacher or the pastor or somebody else don't call your name. Real worship, you don't have a problem saying, Lord, I want to thank you for another day. But false worship is when you can't even tell the Lord, thank you. I need some real worshipers in the house right now. They ain't afraid to let the Lord know that because of you, God, I live, I move, I have my being. And had it not been for you on my side, ain't no telling where I would be right now. I don't want to be like Moses and miss what God has for me because I want to do it my way. Let me share one more thing with you, and then I'm done. Choosing God not only blesses you, but it blesses your descendants too. It's right there in verse, right there in verse 1920. Uh, choosing God not only blesses you, but it's gonna bless your descendants too. Um, Moses says, and, 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 and let me, if I could, give you a paraphrased version. Moses says, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today. I place before you life and death, blessings and cursing. Choose life so that you and your chillings will live. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And love God. Your God, listen obediently to him, firmly embrace him, and oh yes, he has life itself, a long life settled on the soil that God, your God, promised to give your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Moses, letting them know that the life of the nation, the good life, is simply connected to obeying God. And God is saying, that, that if you obey God, that the fruit of your obedience not only blesses you, but it's going to bless your children and your grandchildren and, and your great-grandchildren. That, that the obedience, the fruits of obedience is passed down from one generation to another generation since most likely, godly parents usually, not always, but usually produces godly children. So parents who choose to obey God, you're not only making a choice for the here and now. You're making a choice for tomorrow. You're making a choice for your offsprings. Now I know the reason that some of you all are here right now the reason that some of you all have been blessed, the reason that some of you all have been able to go to HBCUs and PWIs and technical schools and community college, the reason that some of you all are able to live where you live, drive what you drive, wear what you wear, is because somebody from your past had a relationship with God. Somebody, whether it was mama or daddy or grandma or grandpa or big mama or papa, knew the Lord on a first name basis. Uh, while they may not be able to sing some of these CCM songs today, they know how to raise those hymns from back yonder. Those hymns like, guide me, oh, 
thou great Jehovah, pilgrim through this barren land. I am weak. Yeah, but thou art mighty. Hold me with thy powerful hand. They, they, they knew how to come in the wooden church and get in front of the church and put one knee down and put their hand in the head, the head in the hands and say, Lord God, once more and again. Here I am, uh, knee bent and body bowed. And Lord, I want to thank you uh, that last night uh, the bed I slept in was not my cooling board. And uh, the covers uh, I cover up with were not my winding sheet. Uh, but you, you, you touched me, uh, yeah, with a finger of love and you allowed my golden days to roll on uh, just a little while longer. I know we don't like to hear prayers like that. and I know we don't like to talk to the Lord like that. But I don't know about anybody else. But I'm glad that somebody in my past knew who the Lord was. Because uh, I would not be uh, where I am uh, had not somebody prayed for me. Had me on their mind. They took the time and they prayed for me. Uh, I don't know if that's your testimony. And I don't know if that's your testimony. But I'm here to testify that I had a mama back in Monticello, Mississippi, that late in the midnight hour. When I didn't know that I was dead or alive, she was talking to the Lord on my behalf. And I'm here to let somebody know that the reason your mess don't stink as bad as it could, and the reason you ain't going through the hell that you could have gone through, and the reason it ain't as bad as it could be is because somebody, somebody, somebody knew the Lord on a first name basis, and they called your name out in prayer. Is there anybody here at St. Paul Church that's glad that you're able to take a blessing and you're able to bask in ancestral residual blessings and you can't take credit for yourself. Good morning, St. Paul. May the Lord bless you real good. But do I have anybody that ain't afraid to give God praise? Because you know that the Lord is on your side. Yeah, I feel my help coming. Uh, Y'all got to excuse me. Uh, not only do I know that the Lord is on my side, but I know that the Lord uh, is my life. Uh, and the Lord is my life because he's the one that gave me life. Uh, and I'm able to come to the house of the Lord and lift up holy hands because the Lord is my life. Is there anybody here that know that the Lord is your life? that the Lord is your strength that the Lord is your guide that the Lord is your help is there anybody here at St. Paul they ain't ashamed to give God praise because you know it is the Lord that gave you life that preserved your life that restored your life that sustained your life that contained your life and that prolonged your life I'm closing y'all may the Lord bless you real good but is there anybody here at St. Paul no you should have been dead sleeping in your grave but the Lord protected you and allowed you to go on a little while longer 
And if you know it has been the Lord, you ought not have any problem giving God praise because you would not be where you are had it not been for the Lord on your side. I'll see y'all later. May the Lord bless you real good. But I'm going to enter his gates with thanksgiving and I'm going to enter his course with praise. I'm thankful because the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to all generations. Is there anybody here that know the Lord has given you life, has given you strength, has given you help, has given you courage, has given you power, has given you justice, has given you mercy, has given you compassion. If you know the Lord has blessed you beyond measure, you are not have any problem giving God praise. So I'm here right now to let somebody know I'm going to choose life because when I choose God, I'm choosing life. When I choose God, I'm choosing power. When I choose God, I'm choosing mercy. When I choose God, I'm choosing grace. When I choose God, I'm choosing sustaining. When I choose God, I'm choosing provision. When I choose God, I'm choosing compassion. When I choose God, I'm choosing a friend. When I choose God, I'm choosing a mother. When I choose God, I'm choosing a father. When I choose God, I'm choosing a sister. When I choose God, I'm choosing a brother. When I choose God, I'm choosing a shepherd. When I choose God, I'm choosing bread of heaven. When I choose God, I'm choosing the shepherd. When I choose God, I'm choosing the resurrection. When I choose God, I'm choosing the door. When I choose God, I'm choosing Alpha and Omega. When I choose God, I'm choosing the first and the last. When I choose God, I'm choosing a righteous judge. Is there anybody here that making the choice to choose life? Not a rich life. Not a merciful life. Not a material life. Not a healthy life. But a righteous life. Because when I choose God, I'm choosing life. Is there anybody here that know that God is your all in all. If you choose God, you're choosing Jesus. If you choose God, you're choosing the Holy Ghost. If you choose God, you're choosing his church. If you choose God, you're choosing his disciples. If you choose God, you're choosing his history. If you choose God, you're choosing his present. If you choose God, you're choosing his future. If you choose God, you're choosing his glory. If you choose God, you're choosing eternal life. If you choose God, you're choosing salvation. If you choose God, heaven is your home. I'll see y'all later. May the Lord bless you real good. But is there anybody at the St. Paul Church that said, I 
choose life uh, because I want life uh, more abundantly. Uh, good morning, y'all. Uh, I'll see you later. Uh, but ain't the Lord all right? Uh, his truth uh, will make you act right. Uh, his love uh, will make you talk right. Uh, his life uh, will make you live right. Uh, so I'm just talking uh, to the folks right now uh, that ain't afraid to testify. I'm here this morning because I choose life. It may be hard, but I'm going to run on to see what the end going to be. God bless you real good, but if you ain't too mean and you ain't too scared and you ain't too salty, how many of y'all know that the devil tried to take you out, but God gave you life, gave you health, gave your strength and if it was the Lord that sustained you you ought to stand on your feet lift up holy hands throw back your head open up your mouth and bless his name for the Lord is good no the Lord is great and greatly to be praised from the rising of the sun till the going down of the same so since it's only us in the house right now since it's only us on the screen right now since it's only us on the telephone right now open up your mouth throw back your head and give God the very best praise that you have why should you praise him 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 can I give you one good reason he woke you up this morning started you on your way gave you health, life, and strength and that's enough to give God praise say yes 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 yes Ain't he all right? Yes! 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 Choose, choose life. Not, not a material life. Not a life with cars, cash, clothes, but no Christ. But choose the life that if you don't have cars, cash, or clothes, 
you're still better than good. Uh, I've You know, I, there are two things I'm discovering. I'm discovering that the older I get, uh, I'm 54, be 55 this year, Lord, give me health, life, and strength. The older I get, I understand that a lot of things I want don't necessarily need. Now, nothing wrong with having nice things. But it doesn't make you closer to the kingdom. I'm discovering that. The other thing I'm discovering is that the older I get, that what I used to think was old don't seem old anymore. When I was in my teens and 20s, I used to think 70 and 80 was old. Now at my age, that's relatively young. But it ain't nothing in comparison to eternal life. Nothing. When you, choose, when you choose life, a life of obedience, a life of doing what God would have for you to do, it, it, it just makes all the other stuff seem small. Like what someone say or think about you. When you choose life in God, it makes it seem small. When you choose life in God... It doesn't mean you won't have trouble. In fact, choosing a life in God sometimes may bring suffering your way. But God, when you choose life in him, has promise, guarantee that you will not go what you go through by yourself. Do I have any witnesses in the house? Deacons come, y'all take a seat. I want to give some man, woman, boy, or girl the opportunity to choose life. Choose a life in God. Choose a life in God. I want to lead you in a short prayer, prayer of life. And if you make this choice, I want you to make, here, here's the deal. If the Lord prompts you, I want you to make the choice for life. Because here's the deal, and I want you to understand, if you don't get anything else, get this. If the Lord is prompting you to choose life, and you don't, you choose death. There's no in-between. And watch this. And the longer you stay in the way of death, sooner or later death catches up with you and takes you out. Not only in the physical sense, but also in the eternal sense. Choose life in the here and now. Because guess what? This is the only 
type of life like this you will have where you can make this choice. So all heads bowed, all eyes closed. And if you would, I want you to repeat after me this prayer of life. God, I thank you for life in your son, Jesus Christ. I believe he gave his life so I could have eternal life. I believe he died on the cross for all my sins and you raised him from the dead. I believe one day he's coming back. But until then, send your spirit. Give me life. Life eternal. Forgive me of my sins. Help me be the person you want me to be. In the name of Jesus, I pray this prayer. Amen. Keep those heads bowed just for a moment. If you're here, you prayed that prayer. If you're in the house, you prayed that prayer. You're sincere about that prayer. You want life. You want life in God. You want a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. If you prayed that prayer and you meant it in your head and heart, salvation can be yours right now. But salvation is the beginning step, but it can be yours right now. If I'm talking to you and you prayed that prayer, you're sincere about that prayer, you want life in God through faith in Jesus Christ, would you hold up your hand right now? If you're in the house, hold up your hand. If you're in the house, hold up your hand. Hold up your hand. If you're in the house, hold up your hand. You prayed that prayer. You're sincere about that prayer. You want a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Hold up your hand. 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 If you're watching us online, if you're watching us online, if you're watching us online, you can in Facebook on YouTube put in the chat salvation when our digital minister is going to reach out to you let you know what the next steps are if you're listening to us on the telephone you can call us at 704-334-5309 or email us at connect at spbcnc.org leave your name and a good phone number somebody by 5 o'clock tomorrow going to reach out to you let you know what the next steps are as far as getting connected with God through Jesus Christ. Amen. If you're here and you're saying, listen, pastor, I'm, I'm saved. I know who Jesus Christ is and the pardon of my sin, but I don't have a church home. I'm bouncing around from place to place, happen to be listening to you online. I happen to be here in person. Well, I want you to know, I would love to be your pastor. These men and women would love to be your brothers and sisters in Christ. We would love to do life with you. If you're here in this sanctuary, you're looking for a church home, a place to grow, to belong. If that's you, would you hold up your hand right now? You're looking for a church home. Would you hold up your hand? Would you hold up your hand? Hold up your hand. Hear me, hear me well. If you got your hand up, I would love to be your pastor. Would you go ahead and come on down? If you're being prompted by the Spirit, we'd love to have you come on down. We'll celebrate you. We'll give God praise for you. Would you go ahead and come on down? Go ahead and come on down. Go ahead and come on down. God bless you. Will there be another? 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 We got another that's coming. Come on, let's give God praise. Let's give God praise. Let's give God praise. Let's give God praise. Will there be another? 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 If you're watching us online, if you're watching us online, you can put in the chat. You can put in the chat. Connect. Put in the chat. Connect. And somebody will reach out to you. 
uh, one of our digital ministers will reach out to you, let you know what the next steps are. You could email us. If you listen to us on the phone or watching us on YouTube or Zoom, you can email us at connectedspbcnc.org. Tell us you want to join this church. We'll love to have you to be a part of this fold, and we would love to do life with you. Amen. Amen. St. Paul, can we celebrate these two that have made the very bold and courageous step to walk? We could do a whole lot better than that. We could do a whole lot better than that. God bless you. God bless you. Welcome, 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 welcome. Listen, we're delighted you all have taken this walk. Um, we're going to take you to our gym, talk to you, let you know what the next steps are as far as becoming connected in a very meaningful way. But we take wonderful delight in the sense that you all have come down. And as you all go out, we're going to be cheering for you like we're watching the Super Bowl today, all right? So if you would follow them, amen. Come on, let's give God praise. Come on, we can do a whole lot better than that. All right. Let's stand. We're getting ready to get out of here. We're getting ready to get out of here. All of those that want to take a picture, if you got on your HBCU attire or you want to take a picture with the HBCU crew, uh, Brother Daniel, go ahead and come on down right now so you can start getting us situated. If you got HBCU shirts, we're going to ask that you will come down. Keep your mask on. Amen. All heads bowed, all eyes closed. God, we come and we thank you right now. For what you've done in this place, we choose life. And as we leave this place, we leave to go and do life. Life in you by the power and presence of your spirit. Now, God, we pray that you will allow this word to saturate in our lives. And allow for us to live a life that others will see your life in us. And want to know who you are. And we'll share with them, it's nobody but Jesus. Thank you, God, for what you've done in this place. Now to him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of his joy with presence of his glory with all exceeding joy. To only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forevermore. We'll sing the doxology, the three for all man, and then those that have on your HBCU shirts, come on down. Or if you want to take a, if you went to an HBCU, come on down as well. Take a picture.
next week, know that I love you and God loves you even more. Amen. All of those that would like to take picture, if you could, come on down front. So we can do this and do it quickly.